We got a question for you. What are all of these? Are, are they all look different? Are they all the same? Do they all do the same thing? These guys seem a little confused. They all look very different. I mean, we even got one from Canada here. This is an old one. I drank out of a cup, this cup, when I was at my grandma Rolf's house when I was about your guys' age. This one's all musical. This one's about the White Sox and the Cardinals, the Lancers, and a team that doesn't exist anymore, the St. Louis Rams. But what do they do? Do they all hold water? You think so? Are they all worthy of holding a little water? You think they can all hold some water in them, Logan? Yeah? You guys are like, what's the trick? I don't know. Let's see. They all held water. Hmm. Do they all look the same? No. But do they all hold the water? Yes. Do all of you look the same? Are you all from the same place? Do you all have the same parents? No. Can you all hold God's Holy Spirit? Ah, see? Imagine the water is God's Holy Spirit. Peter said, God made no distinction. The Holy Spirit came to the Gentiles just like to the Jewish people. They were all worthy of holding God's Spirit. Not because of what they looked like, not because of their size, not because of where they came from, but because God loved them because they were humans that God had created. They were all worthy of receiving God's Holy Spirit. That day, Peter baptized Cornelius and his whole household. They all received the Holy Spirit. It all fell upon them. When we look at other humans, we need to realize the same thing. We don't all look the same, do we? Not all humans have the same skin color. Not all humans are born in the same country. Not all humans are the same size. But Peter said, God makes no distinction. Meaning he doesn't say, I like this one because it's blue. I don't like this one because it's small. I like this one because it's cardinals. I don't like this one because it's white socks. God doesn't say anything like that about humans. He says, I love you, 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 and 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 all of them, and all of them out there, God says, they all are worthy of my love. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but I want you to remember, 
God makes no distinction. Every human being you see is worthy of God's love and needs God's spirit. So let's fold our hands and pray. Dear God, help us also to make no distinction, but to tell all people of your great love for us. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from the one and only true God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Just going to catch my breath for a second. <laughs> so, did you ever hear about this real upscale church? It was full to the brim on Easter Sunday. Everyone in their Easter best, their suits and their dresses and the kids and all these wonderful attire. Everyone looking amazing. And the readings were being read at the lectern when the back door to the church opened up. And in walked this really old, dirty, wearing rags man. And he started slowly walking up towards the front of the church. And as you know, everyone's head started turning, looking at this man. The usher sitting in the back got up. This usher had always been kind of a stern man. And so everyone wondered, what's this usher going to do? Is he going to take this guy out? Is he going to walk him back out of the church? The old man wearing the rags continued slowly up towards the front of the church. When he got to the front row, he just plopped down in the middle of the aisle and sat. And everyone just looked, what's going on? This is not how we act. This is not what we do. And it's Easter Sunday and it kind of smells. The usher came up and everyone's going, oh, thank goodness. This is a distraction. And the usher came up, plopped down right next to him and sat there. And the reader had stopped, and the usher looked at him and said, well, please continue. And so the reader continued reading the lessons. Throughout the whole service, that man and the usher sat together right in the front on the floor. Now, clearly, that man did not fit with the rest of the church on an Easter morning. Did that matter? Did that matter one little bit? It's a difficult thing in our world. You see, Peter, the Apostle Peter, he was with the Jewish people, and the Jewish church in Jerusalem was growing. That first day of Pentecost, over 3,000 people had been baptized, and day by day they were in their homes, and they were in the temple preaching and teaching about Jesus, and the Spirit was adding to their number day by day. They were all gathering together and sharing what each one had to help those that were in need, they were gathering together to hear the word, to break bread, to pray. The church was growing rapidly in Jerusalem. Even when the Pharisees and the Sadducees would put the apostles in jail, would threaten them, would whip them and beat them, an angel would come and let them out, and they would not stop proclaiming Jesus. Well, one day... As this church is gaining more and more respect and, and goodwill from the people in Jerusalem, one day suddenly, God spoke. And you know what God likes to do? He likes to kind of throw everything out of whack a little bit for us. 
you know, we like to kind of get comfortable with who we are, what's going on. And he throws something in there, it seems, to just mess everything up, mess up all our plans. Everything's going so well, and here comes God, right? Here comes God talking to Peter. He lowers down this sheet full of unclean animals. And he says, what is my personal favorite verse in the Bible? Rise, Peter, kill and eat. Oh, meat, right? Not that uh, Garden of Eden, you can eat from any tree of the garden. No, I don't want that stuff. You know me. So there you go. Three times, again with Peter and three times. Three times Peter denied Christ. Three times Jesus asked, do you love me? Three times he says, eyes, Peter, kill and eat. Don't call common what I have called clean. So after the third time this happens to Peter, suddenly there comes a knock on his door of these Gentiles, these non-Jewish people, saying, we have been sent here. An angel has appeared to our master, and he's said to call you, Peter, to come talk to us. Ah, here comes God messing things up again. The Jewish church is growing. They're gaining goodwill amongst the Jewish people. But the Jewish people don't go and eat with the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people. They don't interact. But here's Peter, the apostle Peter, the one that Jesus had said, tend my sheep, feed my sheep, right? Tend my lambs. God comes to Peter and says, you need to go to this Gentile household. And so Peter goes because God has commanded it. Who am I to oppose God, right? And it says in Acts 11, verse 12, the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. Don't go saying, well, you're Gentiles and I'm Jewish, so I'll stand outside your door and talk to you. Make no distinction. How could Peter maintain a barrier when God would not? To continue in this path, would be to oppose God. God had said, go, make no distinction. For Peter to go and make a distinction would be to be opposing God. And so Peter goes. He goes into their household. He eats with them. He stays with them. He proclaims the word of God to them, and the Holy Spirit comes upon all of them. Now, you and I today, is like, yeah, well, we know the cups, they're all the same, right? Not back then. You had the Jewish cups, and you had the Gentile cups, and they shall not interact with one another, and only the Jewish cups were followers of God, and only they would get the Spirit of God. Throughout the Old Testament, certain leaders had received the Spirit of God. But now, Peter's being told by God that there is no distinction. A cup is a cup is a cup is a cup. So he goes, and when he proclaims God's word and the Spirit falls upon all of them, In the household, Peter realizes, ah, then to the Gentiles also we are to go and proclaim God and Jesus and what he has done. Jesus did not just suffer and die for the Jewish people, but he suffered and died for the whole world. But again, remember, the church in Jerusalem is experiencing a lot of goodwill right now. Everyone looks kindly at them except for the leaders. They're growing day by day. They're sharing things 
They're breaking bread together, celebrating the Lord's Supper together. They're praying together. They're listening to the apostles together. This is going to upset the apple cart. And that's exactly what happens. Peter comes back to Jerusalem, and there's got to be a council. Got to have a voters meeting. Pastor went to some other people. Pastor went out in the community to those people that we don't know. Got to get together and talk about this because that's, that's unclean out there. And so they get together and they're arguing and they're saying, why did you do this, Peter? That's unclean. You can't go eat with the Gentiles. And what Peter says in 1115 brings out everything that they and I, all of us, must realize The Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning. Just like on the day of Pentecost when we received the Holy Spirit, Peter says, these Gentiles also received the Holy Spirit. We are not saved by works. We are not saved because we were born into the right family in the right place at the right time. We're saved because the word of God came to us and the Spirit was given to us through that word. That's is what saves all of us. Male, female, white, black, brown, red, old, young, it makes no difference. God wants to fill us all with his Holy Spirit. Jew or Gentile, it matters not. This was a huge lesson for that church to learn. And it's a lesson we must all continue to learn. Americans, inner city, suburbs, country, Canadians, Mexicans, Germans, Russians, Ukrainians. God makes no distinction. He wants all to hear his word, that he might fill all of us with his Holy Spirit, that he might save all of us. There are no borders or barriers in God's kingdom. Who are we to create one? God succeeded that day in not only opening the doors of the church to the Gentiles, but also in having the Jewish Christians welcome those Gentiles. He continues to break down barriers. He continues to call us to reach out to any that we come in contact with, to any that we know, to any that we see, to any that we live near, or to any that we can support far. On this day, we remember that God opened the doors of the church to all. Because God so loved the world that he sent Jesus for you, for me, for all. Let us give all thanks and praise to this wonderful gift. He makes no distinction. And in that we can thank and praise God today and every day. In his name, amen.